California to see God's kingdom advance in this area. And I'm glad you're all here today, and I hope what I share with you will help you uh, in the shift that's going on. So I ask you to give me at least 20, 25 minutes of your time, maybe a little more, uh, but to give your full attention to be able to hear what I believe the Spirit of God is saying, uh, not just to you as a church, but as to us as the people of God, as the body of Christ. And... Um, I didn't know exactly why I was coming here, to be honest with you, except for to come and see a couple of my spiritual sons and daughters and spend some time and, of course, come and, and spend some time with Dr. Baker. But I didn't have an exact word of what God wanted me to share or to minister. And every time he takes me somewhere, he gives me a word for that territory, for those people. And uh, so last night, uh, I drove quite a ways and met with somebody else on the way Got to the I fell asleep very quick. As soon as my head hit the pillow, I was out. But I had a dream, and the dream was very powerful. And when I have dreams, uh, most of the time, because God is is trying to get me to see something that He's doing uh, in the earth and uh, with the people of God. And in this dream, I saw these big, huge containers falling from heaven. And in these containers was everything that was necessary for us to transition into this next move that God is bringing into the earth. And in these containers, everybody was able to have what they needed for what God had specifically told them to do. And these were containers were falling by the thousands. I mean, just falling all over from the sky. And they were coming from heaven and they were being carried by angels into the earth. And, and I believe God is doing that right now, that he is releasing things from heaven to earth, hallelujah. Say that with me, releasing from heaven to earth. Releasing hallelujah. from heaven to earth. Okay, so I know we're in the backyard and stuff, but let's try not to be distracted by anything because what I have to say is very, very, very good for all of you here and you need to grab a hold of it. Uh, so the containers that he's releasing is to give us what we need to shift and how he's shifting us. And right now, you're, you guys are not the only ones God is shifting and changing, but he's shifting everybody. There's a change taking place with everybody. So I begin to study. The word shift means this. It means a change in place, a change in position, and a change in direction. Let me say that to you one more time. Shift means to change in place, to change in position, and to change in direction. And I believe many are going to begin to see a shift in their direction, a shift in even their place in some areas, and also a change in direction and how God is going to move in the earth today. Church is not going to look the same way it's looked in the past. God is changing everything out of churchianity to kingdom. God is changing everything out of a pastoral ran only type church to a whole fivefold ministry gift. God's changing everything that we're governed no longer by professionalism, but governed by the Holy Ghost. Yes. Yes. So there's a movement of God for the Holy Ghost to have freedom and liberty to move on the earth. So in my sleep, God only does this to me once in a while. And he did it to me last night. It's like a visitation from God to speak to me. And he spoke to me while I'm asleep. And he begins to pour scriptures out to me like left and right. 
to share things with me that he wants to share to the body of Christ. Like I said, that's only happened two or three times in my 43 years of ministry. And it happened to me last night. I didn't even know where I was going to stay last night. I found some place to stay, but it was this, I stood at a place where God wanted me to stay so he could pour into me. Hallelujah. Amen. Wow. Thank you, Lord. And he worked all that out. But scripture started coming to me left and right on how God was going to shift things and how God shifted things all through scriptures. He has constantly shifted things to bring order to the things that he wanted to be ordered. And he took me right back to Genesis chapter 1. When, when God created the heavens and the earth, the earth was void with darkness. There was nothing here. It was all jacked up. So God released into the earth to bring order to the earth. To bring order to the earth. So every time God is shifting something, it's to bring order. It's to bring things into alignment. Is to bring things to their right place. The thing of it is, is shifting and changing place and direction is never easy. That's right. Matter of fact, it's hard. Matter of fact, it's undesirable. <laughs> Matter of fact, the older you get, like me and Dr. Baker, <laughs> hallelujah, <laughs> praise the Lord. You talk about yourself. Okay, older than, older than me, her, hallelujah. <laughs> It's harder to get out of what you're comfortable with, what you're used to, mm -hmm. what you're set in, yeah. and shift yeah. and change. But the ones who can't shift and change, guess what happens to them? They become religious. Mm -hmm. People that can't shift and change with the seasons and the moves that God is doing become religious, where they become those who have words but have no power. Hallelujah. They know the language of the Bible. They know the language of Christianity, but have no power, and there's no anointing on their life for what God is doing because God only moves upon that which he covers. That's right. And God only covers that which is submitting Hallelujah. to how he's moving things and leading things and directing things. So we need God's anointing in this day and this hour to shift in the direction that God is shifting us and directing us to. So if you have your Bibles, turn with me to Genesis chapter 1. And I just want to read a passage of Scripture with you and show you some things. It says, in the beginning. Somebody say beginning. Beginning. That word beginning in itself is very powerful. Because beginning is always the beginning of change. It's the beginning of something new. It's the beginning of God restoring something or healing something or changing something. And God, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth beginning and create always go together when God is shifting things when God's going to begin something he also creates something wow. are you here with me yes say with me when he begins something when he begins something, he creates something he creates something and he always creates something from that which is not there mm. <laughs> I don't know if you got that hallelujah amen yeah Gave me goosebumps when I said it. Hallelujah. Amen. God always creates something from something that's not there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes. Thank you, Lord. That's Thank why you. it's hard to shift. Because we're used to only shifting to that which we can see and feel and know. Right. Mm -hmm. Look what he did with Abraham. When he shifted Abraham out of his own country and away from his family, he shifted him and created something for Abraham that he never saw, never been a part of before, never did before. And he shifted it. Okay, what are you doing with us? Yes. Mm -hmm. And he's shifting everyone right now. Wow. Which means he's creating things. Yeah. 
Thank you, Lord. He's creating places, positions, and directions. Yes. Ooh. I'll say that together. He's creating places, positions, and directions. He's given us new direction. He's given us new places. And he's creating new positions of authority in the earth. Every time God is shifting something and beginning something, he creates what is necessary to accomplish what he's bringing to order. Hallelujah. Right. Now, every time I've gone through a shift in ministry, I always lost something. Yeah. I either lost people, I lost finances, I lost buildings, I lost circumstances. But guess what? Everything I lost, God brought it back not only a hundredfold, but double. Woo! Mm -hmm. Come on. Thank you, Lord. Why? Because I trusted him in the shift. Mm. I trusted him to say, God, not my will, but thy will be done. Hallelujah. I trusted him to say, God, what I don't have, you could create. <laughs> what I need, you Woo! could create because you're the God of creation. Hallelujah. Yes. And if you could create the heaven and the earth, you could create what I need from little old me. Hallelujah. Yes. Amen. Jesus. With Thank no problem. You, so every time God's shifting and moving his church, he does it just like he created the earth, just like he created heaven, just like he put order into that place. So in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth, and the earth was without form. Every time we start to shift, we don't see the form. Mm -mm. We don't see all the pieces. If, you all, if we always saw all the pieces, guess what we do? Mess them up. <laughs> Because we try to help God form everything. But God knows how to form everything in his own splendor way. Hallelujah. Amen. Yes. He forms the body. He forms the order. He forms the positions. He forms the places. He puts everything in his proper order. Just like he created the heavens. He, he, he pushed back the waters and made dry land. He separated light from darkness and gave light power over the darkness. He created all the animals, hallelujah. He created everything so they could be fed. He created all the veg vegetables that we needed, all the trees that we needed. Everything in the earth was created. But before it was created, it was without form. Yeah. Right. Wow. It was without form. Yes, and it was yes. even void. Wow. Empty. You know why God sends us to places and directions that we've never been? Because it's void and it's empty. But when we get there, it all changes. Hallelujah. Oh. Amen. Why? Because we are part of that creation. <laughs> we are the created force of God in the earth. You and I. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the earth. Now listen to this. God the Father is the one that releases the delegated authority to what he wants to do in the earth. God the Son is the word, the spoken word. So what he says, he says only what he heard the Father say. And so God the Father gives the authority, the word spoken, it's said, and then the Holy Spirit governs it. Mm -hmm. The Holy Spirit governs it. So every time God is moving, the first thing he does is release authority for it. If there's no authority with it, then we have no power. So everything that God delegates, everything that God creates, everything that God begins, he does it by his authority. Then when he does it by his authority, then he begins to cause us to speak that word into that situation and begin to release it. 
And when the word is released and the Holy Spirit goes forth and governs it, empowers it, gifts it, anoints it, provides for it, does everything that is necessary to accomplish that what God wants to accomplish. So there's authority, there's the spoken word, and there's the governing and the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. God never is going to shift us without all those three being in place. He'll only shift us when those three are operating together because Jesus himself said, I do nothing unless my Father says so. And the Holy Spirit couldn't do nothing until Jesus released him as the helper and the comforter into the earth. But they work together as one. So every time God is moving us and shifting us and directing us is because he's creating a new beginning, hallelujah, and he's wanting to get rid of the old and bring in the new, hallelujah, so now there's fresh power, fresh anointing, fresh provision, fresh connections, fresh everything that God is doing. Why? Because he's getting ready to take more territory in the earth. That's right. Mm. right. He's getting ready to move things in the right direction, in the right Mm -hmm. perspective. Are you all still here with me? Yes. Yes. Now look how God does it. They all take part in creating the heaven and the earth. And then after he puts everything on the earth and puts everything in their proper perspective, and then he says, okay, now let's make man in our image, in our likeness. Man, that's powerful all by itself. Let me tell you, God already created and God already set the beginning before he put you there to do it. He's already moved into Mithika before you were even here. And said everything there. But now he says, now I need to put you there. There for what? For what I'm creating. For my new beginning. For the shift that has taken place. God's already doing it. So he said, man. Now listen to this. He said, man. But Eve wasn't put out of man yet. He said, man, as an apostle in the earth because what was he he was the sent one of god into the earth i'll say that to you again he was the what one he was the sent one in the earth so every time god is moving he has a sent one yes so he sent and i'm using the whole illustration of heaven and earth and how god shifted the whole earth into his rule and reign and how he began to move on the earth First he gave the authority, then he said his son. The Bible says in the beginning was the word, and the word is with God, and the word was God. And he caused his son to move, and the Holy Spirit took part in all the creation. Then he sent a man, the first apostle. Now listen to me. Then after he sent the man, he took out of the man his helper. God never sends you somewhere without the help. (laughs) God never sent Adam to the earth by himself. He sent him with the help that he needs. So while we're shifting and we're moving, don't be concerned about the help. God's already sent the help. Hallelujah. Amen. The help is on the way. Come on. Come on. Help is on the way. And I don't mean just ministry of help. Now listen, this is the first help he does. He sends eldership. Because every time Paul would go into an area to defeat what was on that area, he would set apostles and elders together. Why? Because he has to first bring in those that could take oversight. Wow. And they take oversight. But he sends an apostle, sends the help, and then from that they begin to be fruitful 
and replenish and duplicate what God's did in them into that region. So now we have babies coming up everywhere, hallelujah, <laughs> spiritual babies growing and learning and coming into the things of the kingdom. So everything God did from the beginning of time, he's still doing today in the same methods, the same way that he did back then. And if we would follow it, guess what? We'd have the same success that he had when he created the heavens and the earth. Come on. Come on. God is shifting things. God is moving things. God is changing things. This kingdom is at work today like never before. Amen. This kingdom is going to influence the earth like we've never seen before. This kingdom, hallelujah, is going to have a government that's going to be unshakable this time. Yes. This kingdom today is not going to be a one-man show, hallelujah. Mm-hmm. It's going to have the apostolic with the fivefold working together as the elders of God to shift whole territories and regions. And we're going to see a funnel of heaven, a portal of heaven begin to pour out territories yes. that God has shifted us where he shifted us to a place, gave us the direction, and gave us the provision. Yes. Gives us all. Jesus. Come on, Jesus. My God. Thank you. Paul the Apostle did that over in Titus chapter 1. Let's read it real quick. Verse 1. God always shifts things by putting a son. A son. You know, it's been the biggest problem with the body of Christ. We started churches with people who were not sons. That's right. That's right. And when I don't mean any son, I mean a we us. I mean a full mature son of God that has been fathered already, that has been matured and developed, that is experienced. Every time we send an unexperienced person into a place, position, and authority, they end up drawing people to themselves instead of drawing people to God. Come on. God can't let that happen no more. God can't let us build our own kingdoms no more. He can't let us build our own ministries. He can't let us build our own empires. God is destroying all that, and God is building only one kingdom, and it's his kingdom. Hallelujah. Amen. And there's only one God, and it's not us. Hello. He's shifting everything. To what? To bring order. To bring order to his people, to bring order to his church, to bring order to the way he wants to function and operate. And man, all through Bible, God did this. God did it with Moses. He had to shift what was going on in the earth with his people who were in bondage and slavery for over 40 years. And they were completely being destroyed. And God had to raise up someone or send someone. But he didn't send them until he went to the wilderness 40 years and grew up himself. That's right. <laughs> That's right. And when Moses grew up, then God took him to the people and told Pharaoh, let my people go. That's right. Let my people go. And he destroyed. From that moment, the Egyptians were never as powerful ever again. God disrupted the Egyptian authority in the earth, its culture and everything, so they never became a powerful force on the earth ever again. Moses destroyed the whole thing. Daniel did the same thing with Nebuchadnezzar. See, every time the devil thinks he's pulling us into his system and destroying us and shutting us up, guess what? God explodes right there where we're at. Hallelujah. Amen. (laughs) God did that right there with Daniel. Hallelujah. Amen. They thought they put him in jail. They thought that was it because he wouldn't bow to their gods. 
And what does he do? Gives them dreams, visions. <laughs> and what did he do? He turned Nebuchadnezzar around. Yes, he did. Because of the glory of God that was on him. Thank you, Father. You know why God's shifting us? Because he's going to put us in place to turn the systems of this world around, hallelujah, yeah. to the systems of our God, yeah. to the cultures that God wants, which is the kingdom culture. When God brings you into a city like Mithika or any other city, he's doing it to shift the culture, to shift the region, to shift the location. Why? Because now he is saying no more Nebuchadnezzar here, no more Egypt here. Now it's my kingdom's time to rule and reign in this area. So when God moves you and positions you and provides for you, guess what he's doing? He's bringing you here to bring a culture shock. Hallelujah. Amen. And to change the whole territory, the whole place. But you know what he needs? He needs a people. That won't fuss and whine and complain. Why are we moving there? Why are we doing that? Why are we should? <laughs> God sends. When God told me to talk to Dr. Baker about closing that place down, it had already been in my spirit for over three or four months. But I couldn't share it with her until we had a good enough relationship for me to say it to her where she knew my heart and knew what I was saying. Because it was time for God to shift things. Where you were at, the fruit wasn't coming no more because if you plant seed in the wrong place, you won't get no fruit. So you gotta plant your seed in the right place to be able to get fruit in the right places where God has ordered you to be. For it to begin to manifest the fruit that God wants it to manifest. Is there anybody here today? Hallelujah, amen, my preacher. You're all not going to stone me before I leave, hallelujah, are you? Because <laughs> when Paul went to shift cultures and regions, man, they stoned him. <laughs> not today. Verse 1, it says, from, from Paul, God's willing slave and apostle. I'm reading out the Passion Translation, very powerful. It says, from Paul's God's willing slave and apostle Jesus, the anointed one, to Titus, I am writing you to further the faith of God's chosen ones and to lead them to full knowledge and truth that leads to godliness, which rests on the hope of eternal life. God who never lies, God who never what? Lies. Has promises before time begin. Before time even begin, God has already promised things that were going to happen in Matika. Hallelujah. Amen. Wow. That were going to happen. Matika, Matika, Matheka, whatever. Hallelujah. Amen. <laughs> God already had a plan. God who never lies has promised before time began. In his own time, he unveiled his word through the preaching of the gospel, which is entrusted to me by the commander of God, our life giver. Now look what he says. Titus, you are my true son. God never shifts his kingdom to a place until he has a true son. That's right. He's got to have a son. He's got to have a weas. He's got to have someone who's allowed God to humble them, to change them, to perfect them, so that they're now no longer a manifested person of self, but a manifest person person of the Son of God flowing through their life. Sonship is not gendered. It's male and female. So God is shifting here. He's putting a Titus here. He says, you are my son in the faith we share. 
May grace and peace descend to you from God the Father and our Savior. Every time God shifts, every time God sets someone in, every time God's been, He gives you the grace to get it done. Glory to God. We take that. Because it has nothing to do with you. Thank you, Father. Has nothing to do with this powerful woman of God right here. Has nothing to do with this powerful woman of God here. When God sends you to a place, when God positions you, when God places you, God's grace is the one that gets it done. Yes. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. By the grace of God. Mm. It's when we try to do it ourselves is when we mess it all up. we got to depend on the grace of God. So he sends them here. Titus, my true son in the faith, we share. May grace and peace descend to you from God the Father our Savior, the anointed one, Jesus. For this reason, I stationed you. Somebody say stationed, hallelujah, amen. God stations you where you belong. You know, God knew where you were going to be before you even knew of the name. Before you were even born, God had a place to station. God knew that I was going to be stationed in California before I was in California. I stationed you in Crete. This is why. So that you could set things in order and complete that was left unfinished hallelujah amen mm. why did god set you here to complete the things that are unfinished there's something that god wants to finish in this whole region in this whole area and in order for him to do it he needs to have an apostle sent hallelujah to send sons in here or eldership so they can begin to take oversight over the area to set things in order and the first way we always set things in order is by the Spirit. Hallelujah. By the Spirit. Man, that that's that that smell is, is, is taking me that way, hallelujah. I'm, I'm trying to get in the Holy Ghost and I get going. Right. That's not only doing it to me, it's doing it to you guys too. Hallelujah. Amen. That's what he says. And to raise up and appoint church elders in every city. It didn't say raise up pastors. Nope. Or evangelists or even apostles. It says to raise up elders. Presbyters. Overseers. That will take oversight. Come on. God's not going to raise up works anymore with the one man show. Hallelujah. He's going to raise up apostles and elders together. Hallelujah. Amen. Yes. So they could do the work of the kingdom where they're at. Somebody asked me the other day, well, well when apostles send somebody, does he have to send uh, an apostle? I said, no. He could send any of the fivefold gifts mm -hmm. as long as they're connected with the apostle. Yes. Right. yes. It could be a pastor. It could be a teacher. It could be an evangelist. It, it depends on the area and what God needs in that area at that time in that season. God will put it. Yes, yes. So God will put apostles and elders working together. He will build a team. He will build what I call a company. When the company is established, the government of the kingdom is established. When the company is established, a company of what? Apostles and elders. Then his government's established. God cannot begin to rule and reign in the territory until his governments are established. The reason why Paul would go from city to city and region to region because their cultures 
were cultures of, of false gods, of idols, of the Roman Empire, uh, of so many evil things. So Paul would go in there and say, we're going to shift the region by setting up God's governments because when you set in God's government, they begin to bring in God's, God's culture in that season, in that territory. And that's what God does. He brings us in a place to change the culture. Yes. Mm -hmm. yes. To change the region. And the other thing he does is he begins to help us to break through the heavens so that the portal of heaven begins to pour out into that territory mm -hmm. where we don't have to beg people to get saved. Guess what they're going to do? They're going to run to get saved. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. They're going to run into the house of God. They're going to eyes are going are gonna to be open and hearts are going to be softened and, and evil desires are going to be weakened and the principalities and the powers and the rulers of darkness and spiritual wickedness are no longer going to have the influence no more. Why? Because God's governments are there now. Hallelujah. Amen. And we're going to break through that stony wall in the heavens that's been hindering God from being able to move because God can't move in the earth until he moves through us because he's given us the authority in the earth. So he has to move through us. And he's going to move through us by setting things up. But he has to be able to shift us and move us when he tells us to move. Wow. <coughs> Jesus. All right. I like it. Take it. Yes, Lord. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> Too many people today are out of position. And when you're out of position... You're out of the anointing. And it's the only the anointing that breaks the yoke. Only the anointing that releases the full power and authority of God to accomplish and do what he wants to do in the earth. Thank you. Amen. Amen. Woo. Any questions? Yes, ma'am. Okay. See, I already knew you were going to ask a question before okay. I even finished. <laughs> well, that's because we have the same Holy Spirit. That's right. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, this shift that's happening right now yep. with uh, More Than Enough Ministries and Astounding Love. Okay. What was it that you saw um, about Manteca? <laughs> that is Manteca. Manteca. <laughs> you know what you know what you mean, right? It's not Montecchio, we know that. You already know, right? You already know, right? Okay. Mythica. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. And um um and and us and and, and just just tell them uh, some of the things that happened and as um we were just talking and uh what God brought forth and uh, anyway, just talk. I felt for this work that there was a closed heaven where you were at. Amen. It wasn't pouring out. There was faithful people that were willing to keep doing what they know how to do because they love God. Mm -hmm. But we need more than just the people that love God. we got to make sure we're in the right position, in the right place for God to pour out of heaven to produce the fruit that is necessary. It's like planting a garden and they're real seeds, they're, they're, they're real veggie uh, uh, roots, but if you don't water it, I don't care how real they are, they're going to die. That's right. They're going to die. And we have been talking about 
there there was a shift you know even when you came to a thousand that we were talking about a shift and we've been talking about this for a while yeah and uh that there was something that was going on i had call, i was talking to apostle eddie and we were just talking brother to brother because uh, there's no sex in the spirit and um i was we were just we were just communicating and then i asked him what do you see because i know i saw something but I didn't really know, I didn't have clarity to it. And see, here's one of the problems that people have. They're, people are too prideful to listen to somebody else because they got to know it all. You know, I'm an apostle, I'm a prophet, I'm a, I'm a pastor, I'm this, I know everything. And they're uh, fearful because they don't really want to hear from God. They're fearful for someone speaking something that they don't want to hear. But... Um, and this is where humility came in. So I was asking him, what do you see? What, what, what are you sensing? What are you getting? And he said uh, that there was a, that there, he saw something, uh, he saw something in Mantica. And uh, go ahead. And the reason why I saw something in Mantica, because I came to visit her over here. Mm-hmm. I'd never even heard of Mantica before. I said, who? Menteca, Mantaka, what? What the world is that? It means butter. I said, <laughs> yeah, down there by Modesto. I said, okay. I said, well, fine. I came here. When I came here, I found an instant, like, uh, like God sucking me in here, like pulling me in here. It was like, uh, uh, we've gone in a place where, where uh, it's the sand and the beach, and it just pulls you down. And that's how I felt, like God was pulling me in here. And I even tried to shake it. I said, I don't like this feeling. You know, I don't want this. And I begin to pray it out. And said, God, what are you saying? He says, that's where I want her to be. I said, who? He said, lady, you just visited. Tell her, amen. <laughs> she needs to shift. So I didn't even tell her. I waited. Because I want to make sure it's God before I say anything like that. Because I know she would respect what I told her. So I waited, and I waited, and I waited, and I waited, and God finally spoke to me and says, tell her, and if the leadership agrees with her, then make that shift. I never tell somebody what to do. I always suggest. (coughs) I always say, this is what I feel. This is what I'm hearing. You weigh it. You pray it. You guys get together, and then let the Spirit of God lead you. That That took like two days, and she came back and said, we're doing it. Here's what was going on. We had, at the first of the year, the Lord told us to get ready to move. You remember that? Uh, uh, some of you that were there, remember? He yes. started saying, he said, get ready to move. You're moving. And we had already started. We had already started knowing that we were, were, were leaving. And when you said what you did, immediately we gave notice. It was no procrastination. I do not procrastinate. I don't wait until I hear five sirens and um, you know all of those things because I know when I know that I know and there's been a lot of difficulties with the move people have gotten pissed off people have gotten hurt people have gotten a whole lot of stuff has happened well that's why you had so much attack before you even did this yeah yeah to try to discredit you and to shame you and to do everything you can so your words won't be valid valid on the move wow because if they could invalidate you on the move oh my God. then they would they they would stop years from listening to what you have to say. So God used those things to discredit, which He does all the time. He first tried to discredit Moses how by getting somebody that he got mad at and killed him. So what do you want to do? He wanted to be able to give him no voice, no authority. So and Paul did the same thing. He was persecuting the Jews. He was persecuting the Christians. 
He was killing people left and right. So what did he want to do? He wanted to give them no voice. So the enemy always comes first and tries to discredit the one that God is sending so no one will listen to them. But guess what? God has people that has a hearing heart and a hearing spirit, and they can hear. And this is what we got to get used to. We got to used to stop hearing man and start hearing the spirit. And when I say man, I'm talking about us man, south man. We got to stop hearing what man is saying. What you got to separate the soul from the spirit. That's right. Because your soul will jack you up. Your soul will give you wrong thoughts, wrong feelings, try to take you in wrong directions, contradict the Spirit of God, contradict what the Word of God is saying, and the soul will fight you when the soul's not been completely transformed. So you got to listen to the Spirit of God. you got to be led by the Spirit. More and more, I'm telling everybody, we got to get back to where the Spirit of God is the one that's governing our life. That's right. Not us but the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. And fried chicken. Hallelujah. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> Barbecue chicken. That smells so good. <laughs> uh, we, got, we, got a lot of, we got a lot of stuff. Yes. I have a question. Okay. Um, you said that there is a shift. You didn't say what that shift actually was. Is it revival? Is it a political realm? Government? What is it? That's a good question. First thing that God does when he shifts is he has to find a willing person, a willing people to make a move only in faith, only in faith. Because when he spoke to Abram, he told him, this is what I'm going to do, but he didn't give him nothing. He just said, now step out and go do it. So the first thing God does when he shifts, he speaks to a people and then they have to step out in faith. And when they do that, then many things come from that. It could be to shift the whole uh, political system in this area. It could be to shift uh, the culture in this area. It could be to shift the fact that this whole area doesn't have kingdom at all in it, and God's bringing kingdom into this territory, into this area. Does, it could mean that God doesn't have no apostolic authority here in this area, so he's bringing an apo. I personally believe that he's setting up an apostolic hub here so that it could be spoke out from this location into other areas and other cities. That's what I think he's doing. But it couldn't do it before because, I'll say this nice, they still had a little bit of the old system. And God has been breaking it out of both of them. Oh, yeah. She got it first, but then now she's got it. So now that they got it, now God could trust them to build a hub that is not based on churchianity, but is based on kingdom, so that from this location, God can now establish a kingdom headquarters or embassy in this area and that's what god's doing he's setting up embassies of kingdom all over the place but with proper governments so that god could begin to affect the area so i believe this area the whole shift is to bring forth kingdom and government so that through that god could begin to shift this whole territory not only in the spiritual realm but even in the natural realm and, and one of the things look at it like you, you know how you see the brain i mean uh, the uh, <coughs> and how everything connects uh, all of the, if, if you, I have a vision, I have a picture of it right now in my head, right? Where, uh, here it is, that this is the way this connects, the synapse connects to this and, and, and all of that. And this, this is what's happening. But it will not just be, it will be first governmental in the, in, in the kingdom, in the church. And then it's governmental outward. Because he's saying that 
But even when he's saying, and, and I know you'll correct me, um, even when he's saying, because I'll, you, you know, anyway, but even when he's saying that the kingdom of God suffers violence, but the violent take it by force, he's talking about the kingdom of God on the inside of us. Yes. Mm -hmm. And the violence that is suffering is separating the soul from the spirit. Because everybody wants to say how everything is supposed to be run, and you don't even have the maturity to understand how it should be run. It would be just like me coming into your house telling you this is the way your your marriage should be run. Mm -hmm. You understand? And I don't even let's just say I don't even know you, but I'm gonna tell you this is the way your marriage is supposed to be run. No, I mean you know well this is what I read or this is what this is. And kingdom, the the, the kingdom. Um, uh, uh, a congregation or the kingdom way, the kingdom culture is very different. The pastoral was always going out. Oh, this person's sick. I got to run here and run there and run there and do this and do that and do the other. But Jesus says, come to me, all ye that labor. Come to me. Uh, uh, and, and, and when people were ill, he says, call for the what? Call elders. for the elders of the church. So who's supposed to make the initiative? So this is what building the body up uh, this is this is what edifying the body is, so that the body realizes that its vote is, 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 it has a voice. Mm -hmm. Because if the body doesn't realize that it has a voice, then it's silent and it's waiting. It's passive, and and a passive uh, uh, body is not going to 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 work. If my hands were passive, I wouldn't have gotten up at four o'clock this morning and come out here or five or whatever time it was to do what needs to be done. And so what it is is this, is understanding the difference, okay? Understanding the difference in how a, uh, a pastoral led, uh, without the apostolic type thing, uh, without the apostolic understanding and the, uh, the governmental understanding, how it works. So he says, go into all the world and release the gospel of the kingdom. Well, releasing the gospel of the kingdom is letting you know Okay, you have this authority, you have this power, you have, you have all of these things. Now, I'm going to show you, I'm going to help you to release these things so that you can be as effective as you can be in, 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 the, um, in the metron, in the measure, in the area in which he gave you. It's not me coming to do it for you, or it's not me doing thus and so. It's the same kind, it's, it's that kind of a thing. And that's where the love is. It's not, oh, well, this is my job. I'm boss of this. Are you out of your ever-loving mind? You know what I'm saying? That's the way the, that's the way that the culture of the, of, of the natural world works. You know, this is my domain, so don't touch it. Hmm. See, and that type of thing does not work. It, it's, it's, uh, and love and unity is really, uh, and I'm not plugging love and unity, but I'm plugging love and unity. Uh, <laughs> but the thing is, is this. We all have a voice. Uh, Apostle Eddie is the spearhead, is the visionary of love and unity. But if I see something, I will come to him. See, I ain't going to say, I ain't going to talk about him behind his back. I'm not going to talk about him to the left or to the right. I'm going to talk about him to him. And if, if, if different things happen, I mean, we are, we are so open that we talk about, I mean, uh, emotions and all of these different kinds of things and in our group. See, it's, it's that kind of thing. What it's talking about is true love. It's talking about honor. You can't do it unless there's love. That's right. In order for a team to work together and we prefer each other better than ourselves and we're able to hear each other, 
there has to be out of love because if there's not love, we'd be fighting with each other all the time. Mm-hmm. Be jealous of one another, competing mm-hmm. with one another, trying to outdo one. That's what we've had in the churchianity. Competition, mm-hmm. jealousy, trying to outpeat one another. Well, God's taking all that out mm-hmm. by setting up his proper governments. Mm-hmm. And the governments are not just one person. It's apostles and elders. It's a whole group uh, work together as a team, as a company, to bring order to the territory, like you said to Titus, so you can set in things the order uh, that are lacking in the city. So the other thing is God had to bring them into right relationships because you can't hook a hand to a foot. It would look pretty weird. So God has to take us and hook us where we belong, connect us to where we belong so he can create the bigger picture of what he wants to do. So God was dealing with both of them Mm -hmm. to get them in connection with the right places because we're connected with many different people now. And all those connections now have made us all healthier. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Have made us all stronger, have made us all uh, 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 have more revelation than any of us have ever had because we're drawing from one another and more strength than we ever had. Yeah. So, and that's come through what God has, Bible says what God has put together, let no man put us under. God's putting things together, man can't destroy it. And I believe that's what's happening right now, but God had to work on them. That's why the devil was trying to kill her with this coronavirus. He wanted to take her out. He really did. And the enemy stopped it because God already had a mission that he was trying to achieve and accomplish, so he couldn't take her out, and then he brought all this about because of, otherwise it may not have all came out, but God used it to bring it about. So this is a wonderful time we're living in right now. Oh, yeah. I'm telling you, it's the most powerful. I've been this doing this for 43 years, and I'm seeing God do things that I've never seen before, not only with people, but in miracles. I mean, I'm seeing miracles left and right now. I mean, that are coming easy. They're not coming with having to pray for two hours to see a miracle. I'm seeing them coming just, just like that. Uh, instant miracles, uh, shifting, authorities bowing so that God's authority could have freedom and liberty. People coming together that would have never came together. That's a miracle all by itself. Is yeah. <laughs> God bringing people together like he never brought t- together before. So there's a lot of shifting going on, but like I said, it's all done in God's creation. He's created it all. He's making it all happen, just like when he created the heavens and the earth. Now he's creating something here in this region. And, and he's doing it myself. the same way. And you're not by yourself. I'm not by myself. So he's created it because he wants to do something. for. Even when I got off the freeway right now, I felt that same pull instantly. I drove all the way over here. I didn't feel that. I pull off the freeway and I feel it again. A pull. That's because you're going to be here more than you think. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. And I said, my God, I feel this thing here again. And uh, and I hadn't felt it since I left. And I come in here, jump off the freeway, I feel it again. Immediately. So God wants to set up his governments in this area and <coughs> begin to release his kingdom in this area. Because I don't believe his kingdom is represented in this area right now. So he wants a representation of his kingdom. And the people don't just come from this area. Anytime God did something, he brought people that were outside. See, I was in San Jose. We've been in San Jose for 
And they don't need a representation key because they got Cal and all them where they represent. Right. This area does, you know, uh, and the area, other areas that Ger uh, Geraldine and, and Michael come from, where they come. Those areas all have need to be affected by the kingdom of God. So God raises up hubs so everyone could come into and all have the same mind to reach this area to bring forth the kingdom of God in this whole territory. So I'm planning on taking all of California. Yeah, we are. God told me to set up 12 hubs, apostolic hubs in California, and we'll take the whole, bring the whole California back to the culture of the kingdom. Wow. If you want to talk about shifting religion and shifting uh, politics, we ain't going to shift politics by voting. No. We ain't going to shift politics by having our favorite governor. We're going to shift politics by coming together as one body in this area and breaking the curse over this over this state. How's that going to be done? Through apostolic hubs established all over the place so it brings connection to all of us that we're operating as one people of God in this whole territory. And then the, the politics will change. Uh, the spirits of drugs and, 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 and people losing their minds will begin to break through those things. Because the greatest thing that's happening in California right now is mental disease. Is mental disease. And it has to be broken, but the reason why it's so strong is because the church is not united. The church is not one. There's no proper governments here. But once there is, we'll break through all those things. And these hubs are set up by council. It's not by. It's not just one thing. Oh, I feel like I'm a hub. Anyway, I feel like I'm this, or I feel like I'm. You know what I'm saying? There is. There is agreement. And there's agreement with with uh, with with season. Yeah. See, everybody that thinks that they're a we are, they're not. You're gonna find out how mature you are and how immature you are. And this is one of the things the we are means a mature son, and that mature son means that it's one that truly is able to work together with, and please correct or whatever is able to work together with others. Okay, without bringing friction, without bringing stuff, and is able to work together without having uh, all, well, why is this, why is this, why is this, why, uh, 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 you know, it's listening to the Spirit of God. It's knowing that, wait a minute, I'm here to do a job. Now, I've been given my assignment, so I'm going to do my assignment. Because yeah. you don't know, I mean, it's, it's like I've gotten assignments, I've gotten called 10 or 11 o'clock, you need some help with that? Just <laughs> you singe your hair? <laughs> <laughs> that thing is not, yeah, you sit that way, close it, not close uh, the top. Uh, um, I've been called 10 or 11 o'clock at night and given an assignment. And the only thing I've said is... Who did is, that? <laughs> and the only thing I've said is what? Okay. Okay. Yeah. You know, and didn't ask one question. Why is that? It's because I know and I trust. See, I know the Spirit of God, and I know that either he don't have no more information, or it's not my, it's, it's, a, it's a walk of faith for me. See, many times what happens is we want all the answers, and we don't want to walk in faith. We don't want to walk in, in, in submission, and that hurts us. So. Yeah, I believe God's doing, as a matter of fact, I'm getting ready at the end of this month. I will no longer be uh, pastoring the church I've been pastoring for 25 years. I'm releasing it to my son. 
one of my spiritual sons, and we're starting another church out in San Bernardino. But all I'm doing now is planning churches, raising up elders, setting up these hubs so that there's one flow across the whole state that we're all working together as one of uh, apostles and elders to raise up a body, to mature a body of believers, to change this region, to change California. I've had several prophecies that the move of God is gonna happen in California. It's gonna start from California. That God is gonna do something to California because what, what happens in California always affects the whole nation. It affects the whole world. So that's why this has been a stronghold for Satan to hold his governments and do all that he's doing, but God's changing that. But he can't change it until he has a people that are setting up his governments yeah. and establishing it. So that's what he's doing right now so we could shift this whole territory and this region back to the Lord. And then I believe we'll see a move of God all over the nation. Mm -hmm. All over the nation. I like it. Anybody else have any questions? questions? Yes. <clears throat> yes, thank you. I um I heard you talk about You need to talk louder. Two yes. two times I heard you talk about um the relationship that you have with Apostle Baker. You said that before you told her she needed to move to close the you know, that building, um, that you first developed a rapport with her and that, that was important. Yes. And can you tell me how you developed that rapport and why that was important? For that uh, the rapport, first of all, was communication. That we had to have communication with one but another. But he didn't tell me I had to leave that building. No. God okay. had already done that. He didn't tell me that. No, 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 no. I no, just no. confirmed it. Yeah. I just confirmed it and spoke into it. But I will never tell nobody to move anywhere, do anything, just so you'll know. I always just let them know what I see and suggest to them and let them and their leadership make that decision. But because we don't want to tell anybody go do this go do that that's not the way the kingdom even operates so I created a communication uh, a prayer communication we work together on things we build together on things so I got to know her heart she got to know my heart and through that process we were able to come about with these things does that answer your question yes so you're saying that you worked on things together Yes, and love and unity. Love and unity. And love and unity together. And yeah. it developed the rapport, and and that it's important to um, to do that. To establish that. Okay. Uh, relationship is the key. Okay. If there's no relationship, there's no ability to work together. Okay. So everything comes through relationship. Matter of fact, everything I'm building right now has nothing to do with control or force or you have to do this, everything is out of relationship, everything. And when it's done out of relationship, it's done out of love, and it's done out of wanting what's best for the kingdom, not what's wanted best for myself. Um, and I found out that the greater our relationships are, the more we could get done for God. Okay. The weaker our relationships are, then the less we get done for God, because I need her, she needs me, we need Cal, we need Andrew, we need all these people because everyone only carries a measure. Mm -hmm. That's why we need each other. If my measure mm -hmm. is working by itself, I could only accomplish so much. Mm -hmm. But if I have her measure and Andrew's measure and Cal's measure and Robin's measure and everybody, now I have the fullness of Christ operating through my life because everyone's carrying a measure that represents Christ. And when those measures come together, they come together through relationship. So now we're operating as a foot. Bible says we are many members, but one body. 
one body. And that one body represents, I call a corporate son, which is a corporate Christ in the earth by many members coming together as one. And it's done through relationship. That's why we call it love and unity. Because we can't do it unless we first have love. Nothing works unless it's, it's purified by love. Nothing grows unless love is the motivation of all that we do. So that's why the first thing that God did, for God so what? Loved the world. That's how this is going to work, because God did it first out of love. And the Bible says that God is love. And they that love it not don't even know God. So I found out that most leaders didn't have love. Most leaders just operated out their gifts and their anointings, but didn't have no love. So God says, when God told me to do this with love and unity, I told him, no, I ain't doing this, God. I am not working with preachers. Preachers are the hard-headed, hard-hearted, all building their own kingdoms. They all think they got it. They all think they're going to be the only one that wins the whole world. I said, I ain't doing it. No way. For 20 years, God hammered me. 20 years. And he broke me till there was nothing left. And then at that point, I said, yes, sir. And you know when he did that? After I hit my 40 years of ministry. 40 years of wilderness. Then he brought me into the love and unity. And then at that point, I had the right kind of love. The love of God. Now I was building relationships out of love. Everything we're doing is out of love. So because it's out of love, the Bible says love never fails never fails but the body of christ has been doing things out of works and not love yeah. and not love and god's shifting all that praise the lord praise so the lord. yes sir i'm listening to you talking answering that question i'm listening to you talking answering that question and i appreciate the question and the answer um I, i'm i'm from the midwest i've only been in california for three years uh in the midwest why <laughs> Did God tell you to do that? Yeah. <laughs> then that's okay. Uh, uh, and in the Midwest, uh, the highest office is official. And uh, I, I've been accustomed to Pastor, Reverend, Elder, Bishop. Come to California, and there's this apostolic. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what? I'm not sure how to ask the question. How do you become an apostle today? That's a good question. Uh, I also come through those circles where there's bishops and reverends and all that kind of stuff. Most of them are just titles. They're not grace gifts. Uh, Matter of fact, he who desires to be a bishop, that's a desired position. That's not a gifted position. It's one who desires. And a bishop, according to scripture, is an overseer of overseers helps to oversee, that's what it means. But the grace gifts are only apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher. No one can make themselves an apostle. That's right. No one. An apostle is given to by the Lord and any of the fivefold gifts are all from God. So I can't say, oh, I wanna be a pastor, God, please make me a pastor. Unless God has already chosen to give me that grace gift, I cannot become that no matter how good I am or how wise I am or how uh, uh, righteous I walk, those are grace gifts that are given by God himself. Now God puts leaders in the earth to confirm those gifts because anybody could say I'm an apostle. 
anybody could say I'm a prophet. But those that are your spiritual leaders will see the fruit and the evidence of that gift in your life. I have many people that told me they were a pastor. I said, pastor, you can't even get to church on time. That's right. <laughs> pastor, you don't even love that sister next to you. And the greatest, the greatest need of a pastor is to have compassion on the people, and you don't like that sister. So how can you be a pastor? I don't see no fruit of any pastor in your life at all. You just want to be a pastor. But there's no grace. So there's one guy who came and told me, I'm an apostle. I said, you are? I said, who said? He goes, well, I just, you know, feel. I said, no, 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 no. I said, I'm not saying you're not, but let's walk for a while. And I'll see the fruit. And if I see the fruit, then I'll start to recognize. But until then, you're just pastor. You're going to still stay there and do what your pastor is supposed to be doing and build. And I pulled him back. And I thought for sure... He would say, forget this, I don't need this, but he stuck with me. And he went through the process and he has matured so much since then. And now I'm starting to see the apostolic grace on his life. But now he's moving in it. Let me tell you, you don't need the title for it to work. If your grace is gonna work whether you have a title of apostle or not. And that's how you know, because the fruits there, there's a manifestation of that grace on your life. And that's how I, I work with uh, uh, people who say they're called. And it's not only your gifting that you need. You need your character. That's right. You don't have character and just gifting. I won't put nobody in position that doesn't treat their wife right. I won't put nobody in I don't care how graced they are and how anointed and how many people get healed. I want to see some character. I want to see some maturity. I want to see both. And that's what the governments on the earth are responsible for. They don't gift the people but they make sure they have the maturity and the character so they don't kill the sheep. And another thing, one of the things that it was is this. Before, as it says in the book of Jeremiah, before a person was born, that was already in them. Apostle was already in me. I walked through all of these other offices. But one of the things that it was is that I was operating as what it was, and I... You know, other people saw it. And I said, yeah, that's good, that's good, that's good. Sometimes it's hidden for a season. And, and yeah. 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 And so what happened was God sent a prophet from South Africa letting me know, uh, see, uh, twice I almost died. Well, before I almost died again. But at any rate, <laughs> twice I almost died. But he sent a prophet from South Africa and it came in and sat in my house, a well-known prophet, and said... If you don't accept the office of the apostle, you will die. And I said, okay, I accept. Because <laughs> I wasn't interested in dying. But still, and uh, one of the things of it was is that I walked in that, and he says it's time for it to be acknowledged. Well, uh, uh, Apostle Cal, he already knew it. And I did not have the relationship that I have with Apostle Eddie now. And I, but I knew he was supposed to be on the presbytery. I knew it. And I was, I mean, I was part of Love and Unity. I was not on any council. I wasn't on anything. I mean, I was just a part of Love and Unity. I would just go and uh, I, I just had fallen in love with the, you know, with Love and Unity, right? And so uh, he tested it. He said, I got to see it for myself. He didn't tell me that, okay? But he had me to do some things. 
And he says, now I know that you're an apostle. <laughs> not because Apostle Cal said so. Not because of this. But now I know. All right. And I so, always test the gifts. Yeah. Because if the gift is real, it, it'll pass the test. And, uh, and I want to make sure because if you put somebody in position that doesn't have the grace gift, you could destroy their lives yeah. and their families. So I won't put anybody in a position. I'll put them through the test first because I'm going to be responsible for that. If I tell somebody you're an apostle, he's still going to get all the attacks of an apostle even if he's not an apostle. That's right. And there's only one thing that's helped me through all my attacks. It's the grace of God. I'd be dead today if it wasn't for the grace of God, as much attacks I've gotten as an apostle. Uh, I mean, people have tried to kill me. People have attacked me physically. People have stolen from me. People have betrayed me. People have done every kind of thing you could think of. And if I didn't have the grace of God, yeah. I would have flipped out by now. I would have flipped out by now because people could... Christian people could be mean. And you never get angry about it. And you never defend yourself. See, if people can say, yeah, 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 but you be defending your butt every chance you get. <laughs> and, you know, forget that. You don't, you, 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 you know, you don't. You love through it. I used to. Yeah. I don't know more. Yeah. I used to try to defend myself. And oh God my said, God. cut that out. What are you going to defend yourself for? He goes, you just stand with me. I'll defend you. Yeah. And I just let God defend me now. <laughs> and others. That he and put, others, that he, that he and God him. brings people he to brings my defense. People to, yeah, yeah. He so, uh, to don't talk against him, yeah. you know. Because since I started loving unity, I've had all kinds of people attack me. Uh, oh, tell them what they said after me. They told me I needed to take off my. Oh, <laughs> somebody attacked her. Said that she needs to take off her makeup, her earrings, and her wig. <laughs> Otherwise, she's no apostle. <laughs> <laughs> I said, when I go to your house, I don't want to see your wig. Otherwise, you're not an apostle. Amen. Well, you can't eat here today because the wig is wearing. (laughs) And then God brought Lanzine completely around because she was still just like watching from a distance. What the heck's going on here? Hallelujah. So God had, and that's what God told me too, that he was going to touch her heart. And I didn't tell her nothing. I didn't say nothing to her. It just happened. Just gentle little hints. <laughs> and it just happened. God made it. God had to deal with her heart to bring her full circle into it. You know. And, uh, and some of y'all don't think her heart's been dealt with. Some of you got judgments and stuff. You need to drop them. Because nobody, when God is dealing with people, when God is changing people, they change into what he wants, not what you want. And what you and I want in a person is normally going to be is going to be but backwards than what it is that you see. And he's going to change it according to him. He is not going to make it look like something that pleases you. And not only that, we're all just like all we're just like you. We're people too. Yep. We're human too. We make mistakes. We have bad days. You speak for yourself. You know, <laughs> she has more bad days than I do. <laughs> I handle it better than she does, hallelujah. Yeah, okay. As I'm training you all this time. Oh, my God. Any other questions before we start to eat? Yeah, I want to speak to that. Um, What you said is really true, and the transition, because I believe it will happen to anyone that will allow it. The first level of changing heart is healing it. Yeah. Um, People don't know sometimes 
because we don't think about it because we speak out of our own hurt, our own wounds, whatever, that the things we say about other people are like fiery darts. And when a leader doesn't have that shield in place, what has to happen is that that covering starts to put their shield into place. So that the fiery darts of the adversary are quenched, maybe not by my faith, by my shield, but by the apostolic covering, by the prophetic, by the, the intercession. So level one um, for most leaders is lack of confidence, um, a sense of uh, really sometimes a lot of fear because people are so mean and you are, you want, <laughs> you know you're going to love. You made the decision, okay, if they got to walk on me, then they got to walk on me, but it still hurts. And so that was the level one was when Dr. When, when frankly, when you came, when Papa Eddie came uh, early this year to the house and he said the thing he said, it was like, okay, then let's just do it. Let's just do it. Because the pain of being in the wrong place in the wrong, or when something is dying, the pain of it, you, you, you it comes in your heart, whether you know about it or not. I didn't know about it. Um, but then the, the shift started happening with, with Apostle Baker, yes, but also with my mother. And when God spoke through Apostle Eddie, and this is Papa Eddie, but I didn't want to accept a, a Papa at that time. Um, he spoke and said, you can, you can come and you can talk to me if you need to. And I'm thinking, yeah, that'll never happen because what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. My relationship with my mother was such, I'm not going to do that. But she was witness to it and gave a thumbs up. I did not know how much I needed that because I needed more. And as, as was already spoken, one person doesn't have everything for you. So when that happened, it opened up a doorway. I want you yeah. to see the process of what, what happened because all this happened just in the last six months or so. And then when that happened, and then it was like, okay, come to Fresno. Fresno, okay, loving unity. I've never seen it up close and personal. Life-changing, absolutely life-changing. But then the big thing for me was they said, start coming on these calls. When Dr. Baker opened that, Apostle Baker opened that for me to go on those calls. I have a few people that are friends, but there were things that your friends, they have to, <clears throat> there were more friends to be had in order for this total manifested wholeness to begin. Yeah. You gotta have more than what you can control in your circle, because we control our circle. Mm -hmm. And God said, no, I got a bigger circle. You won't control this one. And so that's when they, because you know, you go in that call, they make you talk. They don't make you talk, but they make you talk. You know, it's like the spotlight is on you. What are you gonna do? But I've been healed, and 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 there's a wholeness that has started to come, that has is 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 flourishing because I'm with like-minded people. That's what we are receiving within this house is being around like-minded people because some of us are out of our, our we're, we're in our minds and we need to get out of them and get into the mind of Christ and let that mind be in us. And so that's what I believe we are to expect. But it is, it's, it's all of it. It's, it's, it's really not caring what people think because you don't carry that load, instead you carry the love. It's not a defiance. It's not, I don't care what you people think about me. No, that's self-defense. It's, oh, is that what they think? Okay, I'm not going to carry that care because I need to see what else is going on or I need to talk to somebody else who's going to point at me and say, this is your problem. You're thinking wrongly about them. And that gentle hurting that happened.
happened uh, within is is what I believe this apostolic, uh, this prophetic, this training hub that we are manifesting, it's going to affect um, all of our lives and the lives of a lot of people around us. But it's a willingness. It is really a willingness. And I had to be drawn by love to want unity. That's it. I have never asked anybody to be a son. I've never asked anybody to join me. Nope. I've never asked anybody to come be part. I really rely on the Holy Spirit to do that. Can I share that part, what happened? Sure. We were on a Zoom call, and he's teaching about the Father, the Father's heart, and, and, and so forth. And, and it was a very small call. I think there were only like four or five people. And I, I didn't know any of the other people, so I got an opportunity to kind of ask hard questions. Mm -hmm. um, not in a defiant way, but just I wanted to know. And one of the things that opened up was you can, the scripture says you, you don't have many fathers, but it was you can have more than one. And he had said something, and I'm thinking, okay, wait a minute, Lord, uh, what is this about? Because there were two, uh, two apostles, Apostle Eddie mm -hmm. and Apostle Cal, who I call Uncle Cal. But um, I'm asking these questions. I said, well, what about this? I had a question in my heart. It was about, what about people that have been abused by fathers, natural mm -hmm. fathers? And then you bring the spirit father thing in. And it's like, yeah, we, not, we don't know about this because what are you going to do? Are you going to treat us the same way the natural father is? That transfer of expectation. And the spirit of the Lord spoke to him. And, and he had already kind of mentioned a few things. And I'm like, I think he's trying to say, Luke, I am your father. <laughs> but, Cut it out. You know, leave me alone. <laughs> kind of stuff like that. So I asked that question. That day was one of the most freeing days ever. I said, he answered as the, from the heart of the father. And I said, okay, then you've been saying this. And today I receive you as my spiritual, because it's not a disloyalty. See, I've yeah. got a very strong thing about loyalty and I'm not doing anything that's going to like displace my mother you see what I mean um that was that that that's in bread and I felt that now it she was got how to deal with her mother hallelujah. yes you do hallelujah, hallelujah. hi sister Baker I felt, it was, I felt it was a betrayal I personally felt it was a betrayal to her but between the two of them between this father and this father God there was a crushing of a thing that was not my heart it was a false heart. And that day I said to him, okay, then I'm going to go ahead and, and, and acknowledge what is so. Because as my question was, do you recognize your children, even if your children don't recognize you? Always. Okay. Yeah. And he said, yeah. So I said, okay, then I think you know you're my father. He's like, yes, I do. I said, fine, then I receive you. <laughs> I knew it the first time I walked into the building. Yeah. I knew yeah. it, but I never told her nothing. He didn't tell me. He did not tell me. God speaks but this her. is my papa. Because Eddie. I knew she had a lot of wounds and hurts from a natural father. Mm -hmm. So I had to allow that God to move on her heart so she could get the healing that she needed. And uh, and now she, she's all bubbly on the Zooms all the time. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God. Yeah. Yeah. So I love you, Papa Eddie. And all I do is love her. That's all he does. You know, just love her, and uh, and 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 I'm there for there, and have an open ear, an open heart. And he corrects me gently. Yeah, and I, I kindly correct. By phone call and I text. Said, uh, what do you need to tell me? Yes, sir. Okay. Uh, I, I need to suggest something to you. Yes, oh, okay. and we're gonna go more into that because I am gonna take that. <laughs>
Anybody else have a question? Is everybody hungry now? Is, if, if no one else, I apologize. If no one else has a question. Um, it, it can, maybe it can be answered now or later if everyone's gonna eat now. Okay. Um, hopefully for Apostle Baker, you and Pastor Lanzine, this question. Um, I personally, I know I'm gonna start with a quick disclaimer. I personally don't have a desire at all to be an apostle. However, I do have a desire to operate in the authority. Like how you said, each of the apostles has a measure, and when it comes together, there's the, that power of the kingdom of God. So I want to operate, like as, as we're being taught, I want to operate in that authority, and I want to operate in that measure. I want to I wanna be, like when I'm at somewhere, if I'm at the job, or if I'm at Walgreens, or I'm at home, I want to operate in the same authority Apostle Baker is operating in without, you know, it, apostolically, without, you know, desiring that position, because I personally don't desire that position at all. You don't have to be a five-fold gift to have that authority, but you have to be connected to a five-fold gift to have authority because all authority is delegated. From God the Father to the Son, the Holy Spirit, to the body of Christ. And God works through government. So when you're connected to a Dr. Baker, to me, then you could flow in that same authority. Matter of fact, even the flavor of apostolic will flow through you. The pastoral will flow through you. Why? Because Not because you're an apostle or prophet, but because you're connected to them. And when you're connected to them, what's in them gets on you so you can share it to the places that you're at so and have that same authority. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. You're already flowing in. Already flowing didn't in. You didn't even know it. Yeah. Okay. You already have it. I didn't know it either. You know? okay. And, and, and wow. just as a believer, we've all been given authority uh, uh, to cast out devils, to lay hands on the sick and pray. You don't have to have a five-fold ministry gift to, to get people healed, to get people delivered. You have that as a believer. As a believer. And then, of course, all the gifts of the Spirit are there to help us to operate and function and all those different things. So a five-fold ministry gift has the same thing you have. The only difference is, is they've been given an authority to govern and to, and to bring into order the things that God wants to bring into order. But all the giftings and the power, we all have that. He just didn't give it to apostles. He gave it to all of us. So, And it's our choice to operate in it and to function in it. So I, because I, I see that like you have a special Apostle Baker, Pastor Lanzine, and yourself, you have a special, um, you know, gift to be able to break through territory. So do you. Okay. So, okay. So just basically don't think about it. Just learn to li listen. You to just learn. flow as God okay. leads you and do what God tells you to do. And uh, every one of us are special in our own way. Uh, our gifts are not what makes us special. That just gives us something. We're already special. <laughs> Every one of us have our own special uniqueness and graces and measures uh, that God wants to use through our lives. So, and those, and and by being a part of a government, it helps to reveal those gifts in you, and bring those uh, gifts to uh, to a place of flourishing, where they start to be manifested. I didn't know anything about what I was called until I got around it. Once I got around it, then it begin to come forth, begin to manifest. And another thing is, is you not being the main purpose. Mm -hmm. See, it can't, it, it's about us, but it's not about us. See, and uh, that's where humility comes in. Because I don't need to get credit for what it is that I do. When you got to get credit for what you do, that's jacked. Mm -hmm. You know, that means that you did it for a wrong purpose. Mm -hmm. All right, you did it for a selfish purpose. And you can't. That cannot be a true apostle or a true prophet. That cannot be a true pastor or evangelist or any of those things. Amen. It, it, it can't be. 
Praise the Lord. Any uh, other we're questions? Oh. One more question. That's it. Anybody else? <laughs> coin once, coin twice. Let's eat. Hallelujah. Amen. Just wait a minute. Let's eat now. Hallelujah. No, just wait. <laughs> uh, uh, if, if there's anyone that we're, we're going, if there's anyone that wants to give uh, Apostle Eddie uh, a love offering, please just uh, you can make it out to a sounding love or more than enough ministries and put it in there, and we're going to add to it and uh, bless him. Yay. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. And I know some of you say I already put something in his hand. We'll put something else in his hand. <laughs> Hallelujah. Mother, they want to spray all the food. Oh, you got 10% remaining. Oh, okay. It's the kingdom of God. It's about governments. It's about those things that I know. And it's about the kingdom of God, the government of God working in the in the, in the world. And this is what's going to change our nation, and this is what's going to change your family, and this is what's going to change everything about us. And so uh, we're going to we'll get to a place where uh, we we do what it is that's, that that we're to do, and nothing is going to stop us. And so uh, this is where we are, and we're going to learn to uh, be like like uh, they did on, in Jericho. You know, they marched and they shut up. They didn't try to run things, and we're going to find out how we can rel- we'll start to relinquish our rights and our privileges in 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 uh, in, in in situations because it won't matter because we're working as one corporate man, the corporate man Christ. We're in Christ because if if we are in Christ, we are a new creative force. Old things, individual things, the way I see it, the way I want it, the way I act it, are passed away. Because all things have become new in Christ. Because as we're in Christ, that that um, uh, if we are in Christ, we are a new creation. There has never been a creation that was in him before. There has never been a corporate man there has never been a corporate son like us before. There's never been a corporate son. There was the individual son, which was Adam. There was Jesus that was, was uh, the, the only begotten son. But now God has something greater. He has something that he says he was doing, and that was Christ in us, the new creation. So why is it greater? Just like Jesus says, these things that I do, greater things will you do. Why? Because I go to my Father, and you cannot become a corporate son unless I go to my Father. And you're in me, not just around me, not just have me in you, but you're in me, and I'm in you. So I'm in you because you received me in you, but now you're in me, and we are one corporate man, and the only one that that uh, uh, has been able to walk in that manner was Jesus. And now we are incorporated into him. So we are that new creation. So it's no longer I. This is why the word of God says that we are not our own, that we have been bought with a price. And that price is the precious blood of Jesus. If we really understood what that means, and what that means is that being purchased by the blood of Jesus means I'm in him and no longer 
do I need my mind? I have his mind. And so I walk as he walks. I walk as one new man. That's why I can forget the Adam. I can forget those old things have passed away. I can forget my Adamic, uh, 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 Adamic nature. I can forget my Adamic ways. I can forget what it is that I want and how I see it and how I think it's right and how I think it's wrong and how I think it's anything. I can forget that. Old things are passed away because now behold, behold who you are. Behold the king. Behold the corporation. Behold the corporation that we're incorporated. We're a corporation in him. We are that one entity. And behold the king. Behold his kingdom. Behold his domain. Behold it. We must keep that in, in, in our sights. And that's why he says we must seek that first. We must seek to walk as that corporate man. We must seek the kingdom and the kingdom's way of doing things, which is corporate. It is not an individual thing. The kingdom way is not an individual way. It only succeeds when the whole kingdom is successful, when the whole kingdom is working the way the kingdom is supposed to work. So I, I I submit that to you, and I submit that we listen to that again. That's the spirit of the fear of the Lord. That's the way we walk in what it is that we walk in, because it's no longer us. It's no longer I that live, but it's Christ that lives in me. And the life I now live, I live by the Son of God. I live because of the Son of God who has given his life for me, and since he gave his life for me, and I accepted that, then now I am a corporate son. I am incorporated into him and so I lose my identity and so now my identity is his identity. Now my, my, my temperament is my temperament and the personality that comes out of that, the expression of who it is he is, is already in him and I express it in a different manner because all of these different parts need to work together as one. It's all about oneness. It can only be one. And so all this individualism and all of this stuff that we walk in and all of these different ways and, well, this is, all of these things that we have been doing have been selfish, self-centered, and childish. But now it's time to grow up into a we awesome mature son instead of a technon, instead of a, a baby, instead of those things, because many of us have walked in those ways and, and, and just stay in those ways. Why? Because we want to be who we are and it's individualized. I want to be Jewish and I want to be, uh, 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 uh I, I want to be this and I want to be this. And none of that has anything to do with the kingdom of God. I want to be all of those things but I don't want to be the corporate son because it takes away my ability to to do things the way that I want to do and so this is what it is this is what the shift is it's shifting out of individuality into corporatism so it's no longer I that live but it's him that lives in me and the life that I now live, as was, as he quoted before, is in him, in him. Cause so in him I live, in him I breathe, in him I move, in him I have my being. 
I put my being. My being is in him. In him I have a being, period. I'm a being in him. I'm no more just a human being, but I am a Christed being. So we we walk and we live and we move in that. So it's it's important, and and these thirty minutes or whatever it is, it's important for everybody to hear this. Some will, some won't, and it's all okay. But I've obeyed God by putting it out there. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for giving it to me because I did not have that revelation uh, uh, in my in my conscious mind. It was in it, he he released it into me, so I know it's him. I know the explanation of how it was explained. It's him. And 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 you that say, "Oh, I already knew that you're lying," because you're not walking as a corporate man. So I know that we're lying. Either you're lying or you're rebellious. So we either do one or the other. I I didn't do rebellious. I just didn't know. Now I know. Now I can. I, I that that's what I'm. That's what I'm shifting into. The shift is all about shifting into the corporate man. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So I praise you, Father. I glorify you. I magnify you. My God. My God. My God. Ele boronda rabahakato lo borenga rabasikishkete. Ele basuko rekata. The blood of Jesus be over your ears, your eyes, so that you can hear and see what it is that the Spirit of the Lord is saying to us. I give you praise, glory, and honor, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. I love you.